Good send-off. Good yeah. send-off, I think it's, you know. Maurice send-off. Hmm? Yes. What? What did I just say? Maurice. Was that important? It's, uh... I would say... I would say, Diane, you know what I would say? What? Well, let me rethink this for just a moment because I was going to say one thing, but I I really think I should say It's (laughs) 8.24 a.m. Saturday, January the 27th, 2024. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. (laughs) It's the Bill and Diane Show. That's right. Just a little curveball there. Was that a curveball, Diane? It was. Oh. Uh, you know, I like to, I like to mix it up. You know, I like to keep things fresh and, you know, minty fresh, non-medicine-y, of course. <laughs> we got the uh, fairy fleck lights. We get, uh, we are under destruction. And uh, it's been a, I would say it's been an above average week here in Lake Abundance, wouldn't you say? I would. In toto? Taken in toto? Taken in toto. Yes. And your little dog, too. <laughs> yeah. I think it's been an above average week here in Lake Abundance. Over to you! Well, of course, we started the week off on Sunday with breakfast with Alice and Tremaine. We finally had Christmas. That's right. Christmas happened. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho and all that. <laughs> it was fun. I had a great time. It was lovely. It was like, it was like a bounce. It was like a it was like, a, it wasn't an, a, it wasn't lengthy but it was uplifting. You know, I think all around. I think that those visits are the best. Well, I don't know. I think it's I mean, just good to it's just good to get a hit. Yeah. You know? And uh, I like those two together. I like them. Yeah, we had breakfast at, well, brunch at Scott's. We had the brunch. Which is very, it's just like hopping over the parking lot of. Yeah, for us it was nothing. For Alice and Tremaine, they had to come from over there in Magnolia area. But we chose it because we could get reservations there. We could get reservations, and And it was easy for us, the geezers. But also because we wanted a place where we could hear, because in so yeah, many breakfast was, places now, it's just like this cacophony of yeah, sound yeah. for us old oldsters. I, I don't think they. I don't think people pay attention to, when they're when they're putting when they're establishing a uh, eating place. They don't really think about the acoustics much. Maybe it seems because it's interesting because when I go to the uh, the Easy Speak open mic at the Wedgwood Broiler. It's like those places are, there's carpeting on the walls, you know, and so, yeah. so we really have to speak up in this banquet room to be heard in the back of the banquet room. Yeah. So I think it's something that is, is kind of one of those things that's kind of gotten forgotten. It's gotten forgotten, Diane. Well, I really do like places where you can hear. Yeah, and Scott's where we went. That's an older, more established place, too. So. Yeah. And we had a really great seat, so yeah, there weren't great. that many people there. Well, we right? got there right at the start, right yeah. when they opened, and we had our reservation right at the beginning of the brunch. So yeah, we were the like the second one seated or something, and so we had this whole area to ourselves, and uh, it was good. It was good for conversation and 
we're getting caught up. And uh, those kids, those kids, they're working hard. They're working hard settling into the whole thing. You the know? whole adult thing. Oh, God. And it's murder. It's murder. I know. It's not like it was. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. I mean, it's tough for us, too. Yeah, I guess. I guess our parents were probably looking at us saying, Yeah, I am an angel. It's murder! <laughs> Look what they're doing to my child! I'm sure my parents were thinking yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. What are you going to do? You know? I, I, it's our fault, though. Yeah. Well, another big uplift... <laughs> yes. ...was that we... Had our heat pump repaired. Yes! That was a nice thing. That was a nice thing. It was a very small thing. Yeah, it was, it was a very simple fix. And uh, this part of the part of the big magilla that's going on in their place right now. Yesterday they tore out most of our bathroom ceiling. And, you know, it's, it's weird to look through your lower bathroom ceiling and see daylight. You know? And there was a pretty good swath of daylight we were seeing. It was they, the whole uh, from back wall of the, yeah the, yeah, the from upper end back to wall. end. Yeah. But Crazy. he fixed it so fast. Well, he's a wizard, he, he man. He knows what he's doing. He's done this before. I know, but I don't know whether he's dealt with such a crumbly place as ours has been. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, But now it smells of. Now it smells like lumber. Lumber in here. It's yeah, I like that. I yeah, like that I like smell. that smell too. It's a good smell. Wood. You know. Anyway, that's been a great deal of the rest of our week. Is, um, you know, I well, a few odds and ends. Poetry break was good. Uh, in line with that way, I learned yesterday that my my poetic friend John Gorski had passed away. That was. A surprise. John and I had been in contact for most of the last couple of years after he got word of the poetry break from Theo at, at the Couth. And, uh, yeah, he's been sending in oh, um, he's been, poems. He's been a regular. But he's also been, he's been an educating force yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, totally. He had lots of information about the different poets. Yeah, and he, would, he would really he go would to He would share town. with, yeah. with uh, in the comments, with yeah. The people who were there. Yeah, and he was a longtime uh, participant up at Hugo House, and uh, was kind of a kind of a low-level Seattle institution for many years. And uh, we knew he was he was dealing with an illness. Um, but I didn't think it was that serious because at one point he was saying that my situation well, I, was more serious. I think than what his. he was what he was talking about there was you know like side effects and. And pain and, and things like that. Oh, maybe, but yeah. I know that he was going through chemotherapy. Yeah, it was a specialized kind of chemotherapy, though. And I need to go back through his emails and find out. But it was it was sad news because I didn't really know that John was that seriously ill, or that he was that. But it may have, maybe he had a heart attack or something. I don't know. That's yeah. it's. I don't have a lot of information. Well, I'm I'm so glad that he participated with us and that we got a chance to enriching experience peripherally know him but as i was saying in my comments i he'll be remembered oh yeah from his participation in our poetry break Mm -hmm. and um i'm 
very thankful that we got to have the experience of knowing him. Yeah. So, yeah. Even though we never met in person. I know. Wow. But that's the thing. I mean, um, Mark Kenny, who listens to our show. Yeah. We we were long Facebook buddies before we met, actually met him in person. That's true. Although I think I'd seen him at gigs before. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know whether he ever came up and said anything. So you can really learn a lot about people from correspondence. That's true. true. As a matter of fact, that's sort of how we got together ourselves, you know. Who? You and me? You and me. Oh, yeah. Correspondence. Correspondence. It's a a dying art. It's a dying art. (laughs) But the other thing I always loved about John is that he would do the same thing that Robert Bly would do. He would, re- but he'd do it through comments. He'd repeat a phrase that really stuck oh, with yeah. him of yeah, poetry. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, John. thank you, John. Thank you, John. We wish you well in the Rest easy. in the next experience to come. And um, so, yeah, the poetry break continues to be therapeutic for me, anyway, and somewhat for you. Absolutely. Well, I love, I love to do it because I love. You get to interact with everyone. Yeah, interacting with everyone. It does take my mind a little off the, the poetry. Uh, so often I have to listen to it afterwards just to uh, get the full impact. But yeah, But I do love. I love that everybody's chatting because yeah. I think that we all need that interaction as a community and Agreed. know that people are listening to us and feeling feeling what's going on. So yeah. Yeah, you can participate. And I, uh, on my healing front, I I had a little bit of a scare this week because I had done uh, normal Pilates on Tuesday and. Uh, actually probably did a little bit extra i think that when you start feeling your oats again you sometimes go too far and i let's get going and the next day i had this throbbing pain in my chest i was thinking oh man and then i uh i just get worried internal bleeding well you know you don't know what you're doing to yourself and but I wrote to my occupational therapist and told her, I, I'm pretty sure it's from what I was doing in Pilates. How can I tell when I'm going too far? And she said, well, just cut back a bit. And and I didn't cut back any, but the next day, uh, on Thursday, when I went to my class, I, I basically modified some of the, the real big movements. and And then I had this kind of, tightness around it almost felt like I had a harness from the front of my chest to under my arm to the back of my arm and so then I got nervous again oh my gosh maybe this is something that I'm doing but I I didn't have any throbbing probably just, pain probably just a muscle reactivation or something like that uh, after well having... that's uh, that's the thing yeah I know there's no way to know when you're this age you never know when, like when I'm doing my yoga and stuff, am I, am I arching to, am I hurting my back? Am I Pardon me, I'm having a drink of coffee. Helping my back, am I making it stronger? But, you boy. So you just kind of waddle do on down the do. bunny trail and, you know, we'll find out later if I did something wrong. 
The other thing that I really enjoyed this week was watching the movie, um, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Yeah. Uh, Bill, was Bill was not... Uh, I was fine with you watching it first. Yeah. He was... He doubted the, the title, I think. You know, what, well, what's the title, that? The title can kind of throw you. But it's actually quite a... Oh, that was really good. A wonderful... Um, I, it's difficult to explain the whole movie because it has a lot of uh, pith to it, I want to yeah. say. Um, a lot of family you, drama. There's family drama and school drama. Early of a, adolescence. Of early drama. adolescence. Yeah. But it also talks about bigger issues and um, issues of philosophy uh, that are first being approached by a by a 12 year old young woman and I just was really uh, quite taken with that movie me too and it really made me think a lot about (laughs) because they had all these things that I was I was so triggered by you know my memory really got into the head of the early adolescent mindset and uh, how important everything is. It's like <laughs> life and death, you know. Well, and the I, I was thinking even they had these desks, the metal oh, desks yeah. with the wooden lids that lifted up, and yeah. and uh, and that triggered memories in me of of having the yeah yeah. It's just interesting, but. I do find that all those philosophical thoughts that you think you're just thinking as an adult, you really were thinking about them when you were a kid, too. And But you didn't know, really know how to think about them. And yeah. so they, they were like this invasion in your mind and body. You know, it's, it's like you were being invaded or possessed or something. That's, I remember feeling like that. It's like, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, you just get all... I was pretty head up as an adolescent. Didn't know what to do with myself. That's when I started going for long walks. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, change of scene, please. <laughs> I don't want to be sitting here with this guy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. yeah, that was, that's worth seeing. It's worth seeing. It's not a religious movie. No, it's yeah. not at all. But it, it, I mean, it is, but it isn't. It's, it's more about... Uh, adolescence and and family and and reality than it well is and about. and the the premise of this movie is that the the family has moved to a new neighborhood yeah. and because the father has a promotion and uh, so new school new school and all that and we moved around a lot when I was a kid and uh, I was trying to remember some of the ways that we felt i i was talking to gary about it when i was has he seen it he had not and i was saying you know it's so weird because when i think about our moves i don't remember ever feeling like i we had a that we could say to our parents i don't want to move you know that that wasn't even it but it, you know, it's. But I think that we didn't even say oh, it because okay. we just. 
mean, you knew that was part of the package. Yeah, we knew it was part of the package. Yeah. And our family was so close anyway that I think that it was sort of like, oh, well, Dad's got a new job. We have to move. I'm sure they talked about that. I, I bet they were, I mean, they were smart people. I bet they talked about how this is going to affect the kids and, you know, maybe and even before they had children. When we were... Uh, when we were moving, there was always this interesting part of it for us as kids because we were looking at the homes with my parents. They would take us hmm. around with them yeah. to look at the new homes so or the homes that we could possibly live in. So there was all this imagination of, oh, this would be your room if we bought this house. Hmm. And so you're looking at places and, and uh, enjoying the the imaginary occupation of that room and uh i i probably have even mentioned this on the show before but i'll mention it again we we had a lot of you know dud houses that we looked at and (laughs) there was one place on uh it was actually on a a street called ronk way (laughs) ronk w-r R-O-N-K. Wrong. <laughs> and it was this really strange house that um, was kind of an older place. And it had what the man called a rumpus room, which uh, we had never said that we had a rumpus room yeah. <laughs> in our house. But uh, it had a a bathroom with a toilet that was raised on this platform like a throne. And, I mean, I I think my brother and I must have been laughing through the whole tour. But we got to this... uh, The guy was going to take us down to the basement where the washing machine and dryer was. And he opened the, the door to this dark stairway going down and he says and this is where your mother will do her washing and drying (laughs) and Gary said to the guy not my mother (laughs) 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 I will never how old was Gary oh that was the that was when we were uh, looking at places for uh, so he was probably in a 6th 7th grade okay my mother did your did your folks crack up or were they Uh, yes they no they were not appalled because (laughs) because they hated that house you know and a lot of times my mom would like we'd be driving because we looked at so many houses you know and sometimes my mom would just say okay everybody stay here and she'd just she would just walk in my dad would be at the driver's uh seat and she would go into the house and come back like two minutes later and just shake shake her head yeah Yeah. i think she just thought well you know with some of these we're we're just going to give it the glancing look oh my gosh and i remember she came by and she said smelled like urine no (laughs) no no so it was quite the (sighs) quite the scene when we were young kids but maybe it was maybe I didn't object to it so much as Margaret did in this movie because she had like this this gang of friends yeah, she that was, she was, was going she'd around. She established with. her friends her whole life. 
So everything was going to change for her. Everything. And for me, well, I'd had these friends for since kindergarten, first grade, but I just don't think I was a pretty shy kid. Yeah. So I think that I didn't have really close friends that I was feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be missing out. Whereas I was really close to my family. So, you know, the idea of going wherever they were going is was fine. Mm -hmm. And especially because Gary was really my best friend as mm -hmm. a kid, you know, so so I was going with my best friend and because um, he was just he was such an imaginative and fun uh, guy to hang out with. But I always thought that that really changed my entire life that we moved and that my family was this close yeah. family and yeah. um Anyway, it's it's interesting to see the experience of other people through a, a similar circumstance and how they react and what they do. But I have to say the whole thing about packing up your all your possessions, I still have memories of being in my bedroom with uh, the first time we moved, which was when I was in fifth grade, um, all the boxes in in my room uh, ready to go and not knowing where any of your stuff was right. that was a weird feeling and my parents used to have uh, they had movers come and do this yeah and so uh, they were all the boxes were big and professionally packed and all that mm. but man it's an interesting time in a life and and I think the hardest thing for me was just uh making new friends in, in different places and uh, and overcoming my own shyness, which I did successfully over time. I would say most people wouldn't think I was shy at all now. And I think it's, I always feel like I'm still kind of shy, but I just have learned how to overcome it in, in social circumstances. Yeah. But, wow. For me, that, that movie was quite a, a trip back to the past, even though it wasn't our past. I mean, this was supposed to be taking place growing mm -hmm. up in the 1970s. Well, that's when I grew up. Well, yeah, but I mean, well, I guess I was... It was supposed to be 1970. In 1970, I would have been in 6th or 7th grade. Right. Right. That's where I was. I guess that's why, because I, I was thinking I would have been in high school. I started in um, high school in 1971, so. And you had a four-year high school. Yeah. And we didn't, we had a three-year. Oh, school. actually, I started in 1970, because it was 70 to 74. I you graduated. You were three in, grades ahead of me? I. No, you were two grades ahead of me, but you, because your high school started in freshman year, right? Yeah. So, so ninth grade was high school for you. But the reason why uh, they started me early because I was, uh, my birthday was in October. Yeah, and Same they as actually, my sister, so yeah. you were two years ahead of me. Yeah, you get a choice of right. going ahead or staying behind. And, yeah. and my parents, well, they actually tested me um, with some, to make sure that I would be okay with going to school when I was four instead of five.
Anyway. Uh-huh. But I, I just thought how interesting it was to go back to that time in my mind because there's a lot about sexuality, budding sexuality in there too. And um, your first kiss and all that. And I was telling you that I was trying to remember who I, you know, who was my first kiss and I really couldn't remember. They always say, you'll always remember your first kiss and I do not remember my first mm. kiss. You know, my first romantic kiss. Right. Gotcha. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of it is just lost in the waves Lost of in the mists of time. Oh, well. And we got, uh, you know, we got an ongoing construction project here, so it's a different kind of vibe around the house, but, you know. But our, our living room remains yes. a sanctuary. Yes, it does. As does my office upstairs remain a sanctuary. Sanctuary! I have to say, though, Tim is... He's really working quickly when he's here. Because I did not expect that vast chasm of... <laughs> well, I think they're, they had to do that because they're working on that power box back there. Yeah. <coughs> The uh, where the power comes into this building, so where the main line from the street comes into this building is rotted and waterlogged, and water's been leaking in there for a long time. And so he was saying we might have to douse the power for the entire street in order to replace those pieces in there that need to be replaced. So it's going to be an interesting time. And we're actually doing this a little early, although it might be up late because Tim is going to be coming by oh, to yeah. talk to us about design options. He just showed up at our door yesterday and said, uh, with uh, Nicolette, yeah. and said, Okay, I'm here to make a mess. And he, he told us that he was going to be ripping out the ceiling and doing the stuff. And I was just like, Oh, okay. You know, here Bring we it. are. Bring it. Bring it. But man, they they tidied up real nice. They did. They're, yeah. He's just. Thank a, you. He's to, a wonder. Thanks to Nicolette. I think she was kind of in charge of the. She was. Of maintaining the tidy. She was apologizing because she didn't use any cleaner on any of the surfaces in the bathroom. And I said, We did not expect you to do as much as you did. And yeah. she said, Well, I did. I would expect it. Well, so. well there you go. They have been trying to be as minimally invasive as they can, yes. which is pretty wonderful. Yeah, and so I chose the music today because um, of two reasons. One is that I had a blood draw that you took me to because it was just going to be real quick. And we went out to Starbucks after, well, yeah. actually before. Yeah. Um, uh, and you were sitting in the car just for five ten minutes and the... as soon as as soon as diane got out of the car and i parked i turned on the radio to kexp and the song just started and i just heard the dj say and this is the scene we and love I... this song yeah and have played it on the show before but right. but we thought between you're hearing it um this week, and the fact that John Gorski 
yeah. has passed in, out of the river into the sea, yes. that it would be a good, good song to play as a memorial for John. Once held the key 